We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're reviewing week three GLSP projections on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners here at Rotoviz, bringing you a GLSP review episode. Real quickly, if you are unfamiliar with GLSP, it stands for Game Level Similarity Projections. Go to Rotoviz, click onto Weekly GLSP in the menu, and you will be brought to an article that breaks down the methodology. GLSP are different than your subjective projections that you normally see. These are based entirely off of historical data. There are no subjective components. They do not know about external factors. They only know data from prior games and how that impacts a particular player. With that out of the way, let's get into it for this week. We're going to start off with quarterback as we often do. Two guys that stood out, actually three, but the two I want to highlight here first, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. We've been talking about it all season. They should have been added as streamers prior. They probably could be on your roster as your quarterback for the rest of the season. Both guys project inside the top 10 spots at quarterback for this week. Uh, I don't think I need to say more about them. Hopefully, you'd added them, and if you had, you'd still have another Good week. Well, you know, with the caveat there that you'd added them if you hadn't gone aggressively after quarterback in the draft. Jameis Winston also projects pretty favorably facing off against the Patriots this weekend. I think that he's still being elevated by that game to open the season, uh, which is probably not indicative of what we're going to see from the team moving forward. So though the GLSP really likes him this week, um, I would be hesitant to read too much into his particular GLSP. Uh, an interesting thing to note is that Tom Brady actually expected to struggle against the Rams. Uh, now, the Rams have been one of the hardest, if not the hardest defense for opposing fantasy quarterbacks to face. So that shouldn't be surprising. However, it is in the context of what we've seen Brady do in recent games. I'd still play Brady. I wouldn't worry about that. But perhaps you're not going to get a juggernaut performance uh, like you may have in some of the other games that we've seen. He actually comes in behind guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, 
not too many major surprises. Baker Mayfield actually doesn't uh, project that favorably against Chicago. Comes in behind guys like uh, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. So he's towards the bottom of rankings for quarterbacks that would be startable um, this week. So I don't think we need to spend too much more time looking at uh, passers. I will say that um, Daniel Jones, I know, has been an interesting option uh, for a lot of people going against the Falcons. For what it's worth, the GLSP does not love his chances. So I think it's really going to hinge upon if you think that with what you've seen so far from Jones and the Giants, there's compelling reasons to update your priors, given that they're facing a defense like Atlanta's. I think Jones would be fine, but there's probably more attractive options out there for you. Um, or there would have been, if you're looking to add a player now, you're probably not going to do better than Jones. So I'm not sure how actionable that is for you, but maybe it puts things into some context. It actually GSP likes Mac Jones more than Daniel Jones for what that is worth. But let's let's pivot over to running back. I think there's more actionable takeaways for you there. The players that are projected at the top this week, the guys you'd expect, it had Christian McCaffrey at the top. Unfortunately, could be looking at another stretch of games here this year. Where Christian McCaffrey has to deal with an injury. Big bummer for him after just coming back. We'll have to see how that develops. That's something Curtis and I will talk about uh, heading into next week as it relates to Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Royce Freeman, the rest of the backfield there. Kamara, Saquon, Dalvin, Austin Eckler, all project strongly. Joe Mixon. Miles Gaskin hasn't been off to as impressive of a start as I might have hoped for as a manager that had him on a number of rosters. GLSP likes his odds this week. Other player to note, DeAndre Swift, expected to do pretty solid against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Then, we have in that game, Tyson Williams projecting favorably. Let's zoom in on him here for a minute uh, because managers that were able to get him in advance of the season, I, I think should be pretty excited with what they've been able to get so far. His average stat line projected for this game, 15 attempts, 68 yards, 0.7 touchdowns, uh, two receptions, 15 yards. So he actually has 26% of his matches going between 15 and 20 points with 12% going over 25 points. Pretty, pretty encouraging for a player that you were able to get uh, maybe off of your waiver wire. It also likes Latavius Murray. He's been creeping his way up this week. Looks like he and Williams will continue to somewhat uh, split the work. Now, Murray's still being influenced his stat line by his time in New Orleans, but projects with an average stat line of 10 rushing attempts, 46 yards, half a touchdown, uh, and one target. Looking at other players that you might be interested in, um, James Robinson comes in around 17 this week with 13.1 points. But I would focus on the area of his distribution between 5 and 10, which is most heavily distributed this week, with 22% of his matches landing in that range. The tool just hasn't been able to fully pick up on some of the changes in Jacksonville that I do not believe bode well for Robinson. He comes in behind Melvin Gordon, another player that may have had a bit of a change in situation. I still think though that we're not going to see 
the radical shift all the way over to Williams just yet. So Gordon's GLSP, I think, might be reasonable this week with him around 13 points. Uh, Aaron Jones, actually not as high as we normally would have seen coming off of that four touchdown game. Clyde Edwards Hilaire starting to notice is in a bit of trouble as we've talked about this week only puts him at 10 points. Still though, he's ahead of guys like Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt. One of the more interesting notes from the week is Tony Pollard overtaking Ezekiel Elliott. Pollard with an average projection of 11.3. Zeke uh, Zeke is at just 11.2. So it's definitely picking up on something there. That's really interesting to see. They are sandwiched right together. Leonard Fournette comes in with an average projection of 9.7 points, placing him ahead of Ronald Jones by a pretty good clip. Now, Daryl Henderson Jr., we should talk about. Uh, he is ranked close to around like 42 with 7.3 points in his projection. It's unclear, uh, at least the last I read, as to what that backfield situation is going to look like. Henderson might not play. But what I think we can pick up from this is even if he's gone, that doesn't propel Sony Michelle or any other player in the backfield uh, into a situation where we should be looking at instant success. Other players to note, um, Elijah Mitchell, um, who might not play, and it looks like it could be Trey Sermon, handling the bulk of work is at 9.6 points in his projection. Najee Harris, I was disappointed to see this week, only slates in with an average projection of 8.8, just above Jamal Williams, one of my new favorite players. I had seen uh, interviews with Williams before, enjoyed his personality, but man, he... uh, Absolutely killed me. Uh, it was hilarious when he was talking with the press uh, on his return to Detroit. So if you haven't if you haven't seen that, go look it up. It was pretty funny. Um, you'll know if you haven't seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about when you find the clip. Or you'll know what I'm talking about when you find the clip. But back to Najee Harris. Um, against the Bengals, average stat line, just nine carries, 37 yards, four targets. This is a little hairy to digest, right? Because... There's just not enough games for it to really be able to project Harris accurately. Puts 49% of his matches between 5 to 10, which feels a little bit low. Um, but, you know, the numbers are the numbers at this point. This doesn't look like a favorable matchup for Harris. I wouldn't be afraid, though, to put him in my starting lineup based on this. Uh, just know it might not be a smash spot. But again, it's really hard Um to be able to put a tremendous amount of faith in just those two games. The GLSP is something, especially for rookies, that gets better and better as the season moves along. As I would imagine, things would too if you were making subjective projections because there's just only so much information that we have to work off of. Um, Cincinnati, not the hardest matchup, more of a neutral matchup based upon the strength of schedule streaming app. Um, So you can keep that in mind too as you're thinking about Harris this week. Continuing along um, with running backs, if we start to head into that 46 to 60 range, we see guys like James White, Zach Moss, um, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay towards the bottom. So, so nothing too major to report in that range. I think that probably takes us through running backs. Sony Michelle, who we talked about earlier, projected at 5.8 points. 
Um, but let's pivot over to wide receiver. Now, wide receiver results. It's pretty cool this week that the number one player uh, at the wide receiver possession, uh, wide receiver position, was Brandon Cooks. Uh, Cooks was scheduled to get 11 targets, eight receptions, 110 yards, pretty decent odds of getting a touchdown ends up going five of seven, but for 132 yards had one catch that I believe was 52 yards, which certainly helped out his outing. So recognize that he was able to perform well against that Panthers defense behind him. We see the typical names, Diggs, Adams, Hopkins, Cooper Cup, and Tyler Lockett. It shouldn't be surprising. Slayton nicely as well. But one of the names I do want to focus here on here is Sterling Shepard. Now the Giants are facing the Falcons this weekend. I just finished writing up my wide receiver uh, cornerback matchup article. And one of the takeaways was this looks like a really good spot for the Giants. So it's not surprising that we see the GLSP pegging Shepard very nicely as well. So from all angles, this looks like a really good week for him. If I had him on my team, he would be in my lineup. 24% of his matches when facing defenses like Atlanta's went over 25 points, 22 at 20 to 25, and then 28 at 15 to 20. So a very significant portion of his distribution lands in very favorable territory. So that's a that's a pretty fun one. Uh, continuing down the list, we see Rondale Moore cracking into the top 15 uh, early on in his career. Generally a good thing for a wide receiver when you can perform this strongly in the GLSP early on in your career. A name to focus on here, Deontay Johnson projected favorably. Of course, he is out for this game. Uh, so this boosts up Juju Smith-Schuster uh, to a certain degree, who actually had a pretty solid projection himself. Juju before uh, projected at six targets, or excuse me, six receptions on eight targets, 58 yards and a half a touchdown. Knowing that Johnson is out, we could probably up those numbers a little bit. Uh, most of his concentration of his distribution was between 10 and 20 points uh, actually 50 percent of it was obviously in the absence of johnson that would probably or we can take the leap here and, and adjust that up a, a little bit so this looks like a good spot for juju um chase claypool since you might be wondering we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, let's take a look at him. He was projected four wrecks. <laughs> I, I've been 
uh, called out before for referring to receptions as recs. That's just because in everything I'm looking at, they're either labeled as rec or recs. So deal with it. Um, 57 yards, only uh, 0.2 touchdowns. And actually, let's take a quick look at Claypool here uh, and run through his stats. I'm pulling him up in the weekly stat explorer. In his two games this season, uh, opened with five targets, nine last week. Only six receptions, though, on a total of 14 targets. Really struggling in fantasy points over expectation per game so far. Ranks 48th in expected points per game. No touchdowns thus far. And then actually, let's look at the 2020 game log for him too. Um, Week 12 on, just one touchdown. So I think that for a player like Claypool, it's not surprising that we're going to see him not projecting as strongly in the GLSP as his managers would like. Uh, given that touchdowns are one of the areas that could boost his production and then in turn match him up uh, more favorably with other receivers. So uh, a name that I do want to talk about here, Jalen Waddle, uh, projecting with an average of 16.7 points. There's a couple of reasons to assume that this might not be entirely indicative of what we're going to see from him. The first being Will Fuller is likely to return and then you add on top of that uh, the necessity of the Dolphins going with Jacoby Brissett, who Brissett in and of himself doesn't prevent a player like Waddle from having a decent game. But in the research I was doing, I don't think that the Dolphins or Waddle are in for a particularly favorable matchup with Las Vegas. So the external factors this week would make me be a little bit more leery of his GLSP than the numbers would make you think otherwise. Uh, Mike Evans at 16.4 was followed right by Antonio Brown. Brown will not be playing. Uh, as we mentioned, though, with Brady, the Rams are a pretty solid defense. Um, nonetheless, though, the tool knows this when it's projecting the wide receivers, which is one of the reasons why I think that uh, in the case of a player like Evans or Chris Godwin, you're going to roll with them regardless of who they're playing uh, because we still see them projecting well when the tool knows how players like them have done against defenses like the Rams, which have been solid. C.D. Lamb comes in around 15. I think that his matchup this week works out well for him. He'll be playing on Monday night against the Eagles. So I would expect him to realize uh, or to, to land somewhere in the more favorable range of his distribution this week. Uh, let's look though at some wide receivers that you might not be sure if you should have them in your lineup. Darnell Mooney coming in with an average of 13.3, which I think is a, a pretty good projection. Uh, I also noted him as a player in the article that could have a decent game this week. So GLSP likes him. I think it's a decent play. Uh, Zach Pascal coming in at 13.6 might be able to keep him in your lineups, but you're going to have to monitor that Carson Wentz situation. It last I read, it seemed that Wentz was going to be ready to go. Um, but you're probably going to want to get some more information on that and um, see if it looks like a situation where it might be a Jonathan Taylor game. Um, 
more so than a wide receiver game for the Colts, pending on uh, the health of the quarterback there. Um, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, not scoring as highly this week as uh, their managers would like. Devonta Smith comes in at 13.7, probably could start him. Um, Kenny Galladay, uh, as I mentioned earlier when I talked about Shepard, projects nicely. Tools probably picking up on the Falcons defense there. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling comes in with 12.3 points. Visca Chenault, who got mentioned on the show earlier in the week, not favoring or, or not uh, favorably projected in comparison to what you might have hoped, um, only comes in a little bit ahead of guys like Braxton Berrios, who actually has a projection of 10.1 points. Um, I think that we've covered the wide receivers. I want to mention, let's quickly pop over here to tight end. Shouldn't be a surprise. You have Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey towards the top. Noah Fant projecting very, very nicely this week in the GLSP. Uh, Denver is facing the Jets, and you actually have 20% of Fant's matches going between 20 to 25, 16% over 25, which is kind of insane. Uh, those are the type of numbers that you normally see for somebody like Travis Kelsey. So it, it really likes his outlook. My boy, Jared Cook projects very nicely against the Kansas City Chiefs, expects him to get five of six targets, 56 yards, and half a touchdown. 34% of his distribution between 10 to 15 points, a performance I would be happy with. You actually have more players going above 10, or a larger portion of his distribution going above 10 than below it. For tight end like Cook, that is something that's nice to see. Um... Uh, where's Friedman when you need him? Albert O for the Broncos, also projecting pretty nicely this week. The GLSP is telling us that the Jets are very susceptible to the Broncos passing game here. Uh, so we could see two tight ends for the Broncos having a solid outing. Uh, I don't think that there were any other major surprises. Rob Gronkowski um, coming in pretty low this week. I think that this is another situation where things have changed for for the player that the GLSP wouldn't be able to entirely pick up on yet. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about his projection this week. Dallas Goddard only comes in with four receptions on five targets, 35 yards, and a point two of a touchdown. Zach Ertz is out. Um, in recent games, Dallas has been more susceptible to tight ends than they were last season. Now, the GLSP does weight the two most recent games more than it does the others uh that go back in total to six weeks um so it is factoring that in a little bit but i do think that for goddard this week we might see a slightly different situation than the glsp would be aware of given the factors that i mentioned so these are things that you have to keep in mind as you review the output that's one of the reasons that i wanted to talk about these each week and kind of kind of break these down. Uh, I don't think that there are any other things that I feel compelled to mention at the time. Let's take a quick look at DST. Um, you probably don't have options here, um, but nonetheless, we will preview a couple 
It really likes Arizona against Jacksonville. No surprise. New Orleans against New England. Uh, you see Adel coming in pretty favorably. Um, towards the bottom of the rankings this week, San Francisco does not like against Green Bay, doesn't really like Detroit against uh, Baltimore. Also, Tennessee and the Chargers uh, not projecting too nicely. Of course, you have the Chargers against the Chiefs, so that shouldn't be too much of a surprise. So go to the site. You can find all of the information on those there. Uh, appreciate you checking in with us this week. We're going to try to have more of a predictable cadence going forward. Um, but just to give a little bit of background, uh, Curtis, who um, works uh, at a hospital, um, has had a bit of a crazy stretch here and will have a bit of a straight, crazy stretch coming up. So it's been hard for us to have a very concrete or set schedule. So hopefully uh, you can understand um, that. Uh, but we are trying to get uh, to a more scheduled uh lineup more predictable timing and getting back to that tuesday morning wednesday morning friday rhythm that we had during the off season nonetheless uh good good luck this weekend and uh thanks for hanging out with me